Life in the fast lane surely make you lose your mind. Life in the fast lane, that's most of the words. Hey, coming in hot, racing into your ear holes. It's a whole new pod, a podcast where two friends, I could say best friends, but I'm just going to say friends here, go through every Disney Channel original movie in chronological order. Yeah. One of those friends is me, Lucas Melby, joined by... Other friend, friend too, Jacob Telejohn. You know, Jacob could say I'm his best friend. He probably should. Probably. But, you know, we're not going to cross that bridge for myself quite no, yet. No, it's, it's rough. You want to know something interesting about life in the fast lane? What is that? I actually <laughs> was in one of my, well, really my only dramatic outing in high school or college was in a senior directed play at our high school we had some plays that were just directed by the seniors of the graduating class that year so they were usually pretty small scale and i was in a play called life in the fat lane oh which was about a girl trying to lose weight and struggling with that uh it was not good as you might guess from the premise not that there's nothing wrong with dramatizing obesity weight loss and struggles with that but one of I only really played two characters. One of them was named Doctor Uh huh, and the other was Fat Tomato. If only, no, that was not the <laughs> genesis. So as Doctor Uh huh, I played a very stereotypical psychiatrist, yeah. and my catchphrase was I said, "Mm-hmm," but not or Uh huh. Oh, okay, there it no, is. No, we gotta mix it up. Yeah, yeah. I think it was supposed to be Uh huh all the time, uh, and that was a role that was about uh, two minutes maybe in length. Yeah. And then another one of my friends and I, we were part of the food police. And we got to talk over some like audio speakers when the main character was about to eat cake. So we said, this is the food police. Step away from the cake. Jeez. So you can see maybe why I didn't want to do more plays after that. And really wasn't involved with too much of the drama club, except for one program that I maybe resulted in the end of. But that's a story for another podcast. Another podcast whole nother pod put out put out put a cliffhanger out there for you guys yeah. write Stay in tuned. if you want to hear that story put put some uh, email email us out put some impetus it's a good one you won't disappoint but it's too oh. long for the time we have here we've gone too long in this intro anyways jacob what movie did we watch this week we watched like oh god <laughs> <laughs> we watched life at the fest he's not ready i never have him start oh, off man. we watched miracle, miracle in lane, lane two, two. Could have been called Life in the Fast Lane, <laughs> it's a life in the fast but life. they might have had to pay the Eagles some royalty money if that was the case. So, Life in the Fast... No, Life... <laughs> Miracle in Lane 2. It's not a great name. I'm going to write it down. I'm Miracle in Lane it. 2. Not It's not a sequel to Miracle in <laughs> Lane. It's just Miracle in Lane 2. And this is similar to The Color Purple, based on real-life events. We get that right at the beginning. The Color Purple? The color pulp... (laughs) We're falling apart. The color of friendship. Well, color of friendship always makes you think of the color purple because it's another (laughs) book, movie thing about racism that also involves color Uh in its title. So yes, the color of friendship. Thank you. You catch me, I catch you. It's a... We are best friends. What what is happening? Uh, So yeah, like the color of friendship, it is about... A real life event is about a real life person. Yes. And we get that right away. The first thing we see after, I don't know if we even see the title right away or not, but we see based on the life and events of Justin Yoder. Who's our main character. Yes. But it's more exciting for us to say that maybe the biggest star that has been in DCOM so far. Frankie. Yeah, that's maybe putting it kind of mildly because he kind of uh, peaked early. But yes, Frankie Munez oh, yeah. 
plays the the titular miracle in Lane Two. That is I, I don't know where Justin he is now. Yoder. Has he resorted to drugs and? Ah, uh, I think he's Other kind of just like probably coasting on Malcolm stars. in the Middle royalty oh, yeah. money. He's, he's got money for life. Trying he's to become, life, I think but... he's trying to become like an Instagram influencer oh, or something. Boy. I, I in the preparations to this movie, I kind of came across some Frankie Muniz stuff. Yeah. In particular, one tweet that got quite a lot of traction from him. Yes, over two hundred thousand likes. Okay. Where he says, "You know, when you look in the mirror and realize you'll never be as good looking as Zac Efron, and you always be Frankie Muniz." You'll always be a Frankie Muniz-looking motherfucker. Imagine being Frankie Muniz. So <laughs> wow. he's in a good place right now. He, wow. He's having fun with it. No, I think Frankie Muniz as well. And he is very much also research-related to this. Malcolm in the Middle. This was the year of the decom, yes. the year 2000. Yes. And that was actually the year where the first season of Malcolm in the Middle aired. Coincidence? And I think the time frame probably lines up that about as the first season was finishing, this is when this would have aired on D, uh, D- DCOM, on Disney DVR. Channel. DVR. And it seems like whoever wrote this movie knew at least something about Malcolm in the Middle because Frankie Muniz, as Justin Yoder, plays a very Malcolm-y character. Yes. Instead of talking directly to the camera, to he the will people. have a lot of narration and very snide kind of snarky comments coming Breaking throughout. Breaking fourth wall. There's some looking in, at the camera, I think, early in the movie. Yes, but if he's but looking not, at the camera, really that's after. the thing with Malcolm is he looks directly at the camera and talks. Where this, yeah. his mouth won't move, but he might be kind of talking through his thoughts to the camera. Yeah. So they're yeah. drawing a very strict line between the two characters. True. But let's get further into it. The first shot, we get panning shot, nice kind of cinematography being brought here of a panning shot of a suburban house. We get the yep. narration right away. It's the crutch in the year of the decom. is plenty of narration. All the narration. And we get Frankie or Justin. We might call him alternatively one or the other throughout this episode. Yeah. But he's describing his family. Oh, his dad, he's a painter. He works really hard. Yep. His mom's a realtor who also works really hard. And his brother's an asshole. Well, not, not really. he doesn't, he kind of gives Seth, a, his brother is named Seth, who is a big sports star, I guess. He, he looks up to him a lot. We see a bunch of trophies in the house. Seth yep. is just amazing at everything he does. Everything. Uh, and then as he's talking about his mom, she's on the phone and we get to see uh, his dad come up and very aggressively kiss her while she's talking on it the phone. It was an aggressive kiss, not just a peck on the the lips or cheek it was like a tongue down your throat tickling your tonsils and it's only a tease that it's only this the beginning of their love and their affection as as we'll go along it will uh there's a lot of sexual tension that might be happening throughout this movie and not just with those two either which is weird because yeah this is a little (laughs) movie but one other character we need to mention is old man vic Yep. Who we see as Seth and his friends are playing basketball, basketball. in the driveway. And he's driving by in his pickup truck. And one of the one of the kids is like he's trying to make like a basketball pass, but the the ball literally flies. It's at least like I don't know, it's it's way out of reach of whoever he's trying to I am pass not the athletic and I could have even made a better pass than And this. the the ball just hits the car and he stops and old man's like You're gonna kill somebody and then drives pissed. off. To yes. the next house, because they're neighbors, I guess. Neighbors, yes. And uh, the really closing bit of narration we get is we see our main character, Justin. Looking out the window. And he is wheelchair-bound. That yep. is important to note. And yes. 
we almost didn't mention here, no we didn't so. yeah, but yes was... we see that he's wheelchair bound and this comes off right as he's talking about seth and he says if seth is perfect then i'm special at least he doesn't say like special. something worse you know i'm just special so as he's looking out the window we see that the family is prepping for a funeral yeah and one of the uncles somebody's uncle yeah frankie or uh Johnston is talking about the funeral and then he rolls off we get a fade to white and then there's a smoke kind of uh transition and he starts saying hey god hey god he's in heaven but or his, something of the sort. His heaven is like a racetrack, and like it's it's very simple. It's just it's you know it, it's probably you know it's a green screen racetrack, whatever you know, laid out, and there's just a car, and there's God who working. is in the form we'll soon learn of a race car driver named Bobby Wade. Not a real race car driver, but there was at one point a Vikings player also named Bobby Wade. On the back of his shirt, he's wearing a white t-shirt. On the back of his shirt, it says God. Yes. And then, and then on the he, front, it says, I don't make mistakes. Yes. As he's, so Frankie or Justin's yes. rolling up to him in his wheelchair and saying, God, just randomly. It seems like he's done this before. He's used to talking to God in the form of Bobby Wade. Yeah. But for some reason, he hasn't brought up that, hey, God, why the fuck did you put me in a wheelchair? And then God was it a mistake? And then yeah. he and then he turns around to show off the shirt because yeah. God has great comedic timing yes. and is omniscient, so he can predict these things to make funny jokes. Then, uh, so I had done some research on this movie, as I often do, to see what it's about. And in the cast list, seeing if there was anybody else I knew besides Frankie Muniz, I saw an actor listed as God slash Bobby Wade. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. That's kind of weird that he is going to talk to this like race car version of God. I figured it'd be like maybe a one-off thing where it's in a dream sequence later on in the movie. This is in, we checked two the clock. Two minutes and 31 yeah. seconds. Within the first two and a half seconds, or two and a half minutes, we get Frankie Muniz talking to God in the form of... A uh, race car driver. Yeah, so... Yes. It, this movie, yeah. And more than once. We say life in the fast lane. This movie comes at you fast. There's a lot going on in the probably about first half an hour or so of this movie. Yeah. But then we get a transition out where his mom comes in and is like, hey, Justin, what's going on? And we see him just looking at a poster in his room of Bobby Wade. And I would think God would not like him to deify, idolize this poster Create his own god in Bobby yeah. Wade. Stop that, Frankie. Stop deifying Bobby Wade. Has the funeral happened or are we getting to that? No, I mean, he's that. still in his room. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they're at the funeral. Yes. Okay. Where their narration continues very heavy again and is in a very Malcolm in the Middle fashion. Frankie's sitting, or Justin's sitting in the, sitting in the middle of the aisle and he's, he's thinking yeah, not a very, Yeah, uh, not a very handicapped or disabled friendly church church they're no. maybe not ada compliant completely no. uh but it's i guess for some great uncle that they don't really know that well and justin's just really in awe of all the people that are there they're, they're crying. all crying yeah the, the priest, guy's got a lot to say yeah, about the him. priest Good who stuff is eulogizing him. him saying really great stuff and then frankie justin begins to imagine what it would be like at his own funeral. Yes, because the face of the, the uncles, it, his face morphs from the uncle's picture to, to yeah. Justin's Next face. Next to the coffin is a picture. It's not, not the dead body <laughs> of uncle whatever morphing. So yeah. Well, kind of. It's very bad. But, and then the priest is like, ah, Justin, 
what to say about him. He was in a wheelchair. Yeah, he really hems and haws for a while. We see the crowd. And that wheelchair was amazing. He goes into like a minute or two just throwing off all these details about yeah. the wheelchair. It's got this custom chrome finish and these brakes and the... Yeah, so, but he even takes a while to get to before he starts uh, gushing about the wheelchair. And the crowd is all like, as opposed to the uncle like, where they're crying, they're all just kicking back, talking to each other, right, yeah, right, not right. caring. And then as soon as the wheelchair comes out, it like comes out from behind his coffin. And Justin is in the casket. He's laying in the casket. Yeah. Well, he's sitting up and he's like... Actually, before he starts gushing about the wheelchair, yeah. he pops up and he's like... Come on, you got nothing else? Give me some juice. He says, give me some give me juice. Some juice. Then the priest remembers, hey, he had a wheelchair. Yes. And then, yeah, it comes out. There's a spotlight on it. And everybody's just like, oh. As he's going <laughs> off all the features of the wheelchair. So we're getting the sense of where Justin is mentally. He, he feels just Where he feels that like everybody sees him as just being in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. And it's very limiting to... How he feels about himself and what he feels like he can do in life. And then after the priest is done describing the wheelchair, well, kind of like during the middle, Justin in the in the casket chimes in. You know what about me? But, but it says it out loud. Yeah, it's not just. And it's and, like Frankie, this isn't Malcolm in the Middle. You yeah. can't just say stuff out loud. People will actually hear you. And and, and then he said he actually says that. Did I say that out loud? Yeah. And then it just like zooms in on his face, and then. And then it's just like, but don't bump, and then end of scene. Yeah, end scene. So we're laying it on thick very quickly here on of the family dynamics. We see that Seth, beyond just being really good at sports, he's also kind of he blows off. Justin at times we get to see him at a big soccer game where he does really yeah. well and as he's celebrating he like gives his mom a hug and is talking to his what friends what about me but he just ignores Justin what about me brother then as he's getting a trophy from his coach the coach is like Seth is just like his dad he's so good at sports so it's like we get it beyond just being he's in a wheelchair he's... he can't really play sports and that's no, a big yeah, yeah. deal for him and Justin we Learn again in some narration. He just wants to know what it's like to win, to get some cheers, to get a trophy. That is his motivation for the entirety of the movie. The movie. And will he ever? Oh. And he's worried, not that just that he's in a wheelchair, but he's also worried that he might not live long enough yeah. to be able to get a trophy. That, yeah. Which we can say, as far as on Wikipedia, based he's... on a real person... Justin, the real Justin Yoder is still alive. 19 so years later. Still he's like kicking. in his early 30s, I think. Yeah. And we get to see some of the fears about his health illustrated in a fairly comical scene where he's sitting there at the table. He's thinking really hard. And his mom's like, what's wrong, Justin? And he says, oh, I just got a headache. And then everybody's like freaking out. Well, places everybody. They, let's go. Well, I, I think she asked him like on a scale, wasn't it? And he said like an eight. No, I think he oh, just I, says I thought, I thought a headache. Like a, oh, I, I, okay, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I, I you're thought, projecting your own experiences. Well, I, I, I think it was like like an eight that he said, and that's why they freaked out. And then after, yeah, like you were saying, the family's freaking out. They're getting all their emergencies, stay over to the night, you know, at the hospital kind of stuff. And then he's he's trying to chime in and tell him, you know, hey, wait, you know, wait, wait. And then once they're ready to go out the door, the dad's still got the shaving cream on his face. Um, he says, wait, you know, it wasn't pain or not. He that just kind says of it's headache. a thinking headache. And they're yeah. like, oh, uh, Justin, you and your frail body that we're worried will stop working at any moment. Yeah. 
So the next day, Justin is just rolling down the street with Seth and his friends, one of which is delivering newspapers, seemingly in the middle of the day. day. And as a newspaper boy myself, that'd be pretty cool, because even I delivered my papers late. But that was by like 7.30 in the morning, when they were supposed to be done by like 6.30. And he's not a good paper boy. He's... Just he just chucks the paper right at a tree, which is kind of a weird thing to be in the movie, but is important because it leads to a flyer blowing around. A flyer oh, yeah, comes yeah. out of the newspaper yep. that Justin catches, and it's like, oh, little league baseball! Yep. I should do that. So yep. that's going to be something that comes into play soon. But something else we get dropped in is they pass Old Man Vic's house. Yeah. Where we get to see or get a little bit of extra characterization of him beyond just being a grumpy old man. I hear he cuts up kids and puts them in his shed. Ooh. I, I never, I guess I didn't catch that part. Yep, he's a he's a scary dude. Oh which is uh, kind of messed up because it seemingly he's the only black person That's in what the I was going to say. We go from the color of friendship to this... African-American male cutting up bodies and putting it in his shut. Not cool. Frankie Muniz. Why did you sign off on this? Jeez, Yoder. So, uh, as they're still moving through the neighborhood, Justin lets Seth know, like, hey, I think I'll do Little League Baseball. And Seth's kind of like, "Mm, I don't know. But eventually he gets convinced. But this will just be one of the first times where Seth kind of goes on a roller coaster of being like a good brother to being bad a terrible brother. brother. So he's like, you can't do baseball. Okay, you'll do, you can maybe do it, but you'll have to get mom and dad at the right time. So, Which he attempts to do. Well, yeah, so then it's that night they're having supper and Justin's trying to suck up to mom by saying like, oh, this soup that you it's just so picked up good. somewhere yeah, the, the, is the, really good. The son and the dad aren't big fans of the soup. And he's like, yeah, it's so good. Give me more, mom. And then the brother has to chime in and say, he's just doing that because he wants to play baseball. Yeah, Seth's like, I'll help you out. And then immediately he's like, I see what he's trying to do. He's just sucking up to play baseball. It's like, dude, yeah. what the fuck, Seth? Which leads to, uh, beyond just having those comical scenes with the race car driver as God, we also get kind of weird the extra... spotlight scene, though. Well, and we get weird vignettes or little side things where we get... Uh, dramatized family court scene where yes. everybody else, Seth, mom, and dad are all garbed up in black robes and white wigs. Yeah. And Justin is on trial for being able to play <clears throat> baseball. And it's reasonably funny. I found it was enjoyable. And just very weird stylistically. I don't think we've really had too much like this in no, any other decom. Something so. different. So yeah. for sure. Unique. <clears throat> no. uh, and eventually he wins over his family. But then they're going to baseball practice and immediately cuts to the coach saying, no, you can't do it. And the mom. And I think Justin had alluded to his mother getting this weird kind of lion rage or something. Some kind of like rage when somebody says no about him. Well, I think she's doing a reasonably something. overly, I mean, reasonable that she's overly protective of her child, but also yeah. wants him to be able to do whatever he mm-hmm. wants and have fun. Mm-hmm. And accommodations could have been made we talked about he could have had a designated runner yeah. or something well, I, and i i think right when um right when he says no there was like a lion roar or some kind of like growl or something yeah there's some comments about how his mom is kind of a mama bear protecting mama the baby bear, bear. that's what it was at so. once you know they cut to like an actual bear yeah which they is yeah another goofy bear. little cutaway motif thing yeah. along with the family court stuff that comes up a couple of times yeah but as they're driving to baseball practice, and as they're talking to the coach, 
Frankie Justin is just slurping down on this giant yes. Slurpee. And I was both hoping, but also figuring out that, like, yes, this is going to come into play somehow, but I would love if it didn't. That he's just sitting there drinking this huge Slurpee. They add in these very elaborate slurping sound no, effects. Just... But what happens is, as the coach is maybe starting to be like, well, maybe Justin throws up all. It's not, you know, it's mostly just expelling. The, the blue it's stuff not, on, you know, onto his face. Vomit. It's yeah. onto the coach's face and everything. So was not expecting that, really. No, that was... And we get to learn, through Seth being a dick once again, that Justin can't control his bladder very no. often, so sometimes he wets himself, and yes. also can't control his gag reflex, so sometimes he throws up on himself. I, I think at one point we find out how many times he did that or whatever, throughout the week when he's at the doctor or something. Yeah, not, you know... Not fun stuff. No. So Seth's like, ah, Justin ruins everything. Dad can never come to my games because he's working so hard to pay off his medical bills. Yeah. And Justin just ruins everything. It's like, fucking settle down. Seth, Seth goes much deeper in, into that in a little later, too. And Seth, at this point, says he doesn't want Justin at any of his games anymore. No. So. And Justin's like, well, I can't be on the field. I can't be in the bleachers. What can I do? This is true. So Seth, we get to see in a couple of scenes that he's getting taken off somewhere by his dad and Justin's like, where's he going? And they're like, oh, it's a doctor's appointment. What kind of doctor? Didn't he go last week? Oh, just don't worry about it. Yeah. But at the time we figured it was some kind of like secret sports Sports, thing. yeah, sports like. But it'll come to be we'll revealed later on that it's. In fact, medical. It, yeah, and it's kind of a. Uh, dark. Ser- well, not dark, not just dark. serious for a DCOM. Okay. Yes. It's a more serious subject matter, which we'll we'll get a decent amount of in this movie. So Justin, having failed at trying to get into Little League Baseball, has turned his sights onto chess to hope to get a trophy, which is reasonable as he's trying to be so trophy hungry and is fixating on all these sports. There are plenty of things you could do yeah. that you could do in a wheelchair. You could do chess. You could later on in school get into academic stuff you could do paraplegic stuff well yeah obviously i guess i don't know i would think the special olympics was a thing at this time but we see as he's going to the chess tournament that he's more interested in just getting a trophy rather than earning a trophy yeah because as he wheels up to the table to get registered for the chess tournament the lady there says oh we've got two different groups we have eight to 12 year olds and like 13 to 15 year olds or something like that and you look like you're about 10 right and he's like yeah i'm 10 when he's actually 12 so he's actually 12 to 15 and like you know lower than that so he's thinking oh i'll get an easy win over these younger kids when we also had learned that he is very new to chess and hasn't practiced a lot yeah and he loses to a kid and he isn't so pleased he didn't get his trophy. He's wheeling oh. away, and he comes across a car show that has a big trophy. So he talks like, to the how guy. How do you get that? And he's like, what is that for? Cars. And he, he notices a car, a familiar car. Well, not a familiar car. A familiar face next to a car. A familiar face next to a car. Which is Old Man Vic. But Old Man Vic got a, got a sick-ass ride. A classic red convertible. Yes. Don't ask me the make. I'm not one of those people. But I it's a nice... Know. Classic car at this classic car show. But the way it's judged to who gets the car is it's a donation thing. Who makes the most money? Yeah, so people have to donate to them. 
They don't say what the cost what is. What does the money go for? Yeah. Hopefully they don't just pocket it because then they get a trophy and a bunch of money. But it seems that Vic is not so much of a people person. He's like yelling at people. There's people checking out his car. He's like, get away, don't turn my car. Well, literally all we've seen of him up to this he's point like, is him yelling at people. Yeah. So he's, he's shoving the box to get people to pay in like people's faces and nobody's giving him a single dollar. And, and then Justin rolls up and says, hey, old man Vic, or something along those lines, you want me to help? I want to help. What could you do? So he takes the box, and literally two seconds later, somebody who is Shoving just, money. People start shoving money yeah. into this box. The first person, literally, with the way it lines up, she would have just been walking past it, and she's like, now I have money in my hand because yeah. there's a wheelchair kid. So. And, 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 and he, he notices, he's like, so what are you getting out of this? And Justin's like, I just want the trophy. And then at first, he's like, no, no, no. And then he, he just hands him back the box, starts rolling away, and he starts doing that three, two, one. Wait, wait, wait. And he calls him back. Yeah, so then he gets him all the sympathy dollars. Yes. And old man Vic wins. And we kind of thought he was going to cheat out uh, Justin. Justin's, well, Justin's nurse or doctor's there, too. Yes, that's true. And, and is, is this when he asks her about his yeah, brother? Yeah, she asks, oh, how's Seth's doing? And she's like, what do you mean? Well, didn't he you just, just have an appointment with him? Yeah. No, I didn't. Hmm, oh, what's going on? <laughs> interesting. But yes, old man Vic wins. He says he'll give him the trophy, and we thought maybe he was going to cheat out on it. No, but he's like... Because we're like, well, if he, just needs, if he wants a trophy and he gets it early on, how is the soapbox derby stuff going to come into yeah. play? Because I, I, he's... Yeah, so Justin's asking him after the show's over. He's, you know, oh, where's the trophy? It's going to get shipped. Oh, when's it going to get here? Uh, you know, a week, they said. So we see a montage of him, you know, checking off the this little countdown calendar he has. Binoculars looking out the window yep. at the neighbor. And he's just waiting. And Nothing's just coming. Waste a little bit of time. He tries to investigate yeah. what Seth's been doing. So he finds in some, like, day planner of his parents, like, an appointment with a doctor Something, Dr. Walther's or something like that. This isn't all he finds in his parents' bedroom, though, is it? That's true. We'll kind of solidify this together later on, but he comes across some strawberry massage You oil. remember the kissing, I hope, you know, that we yes. mentioned earlier, the aggressive kissing. So now you have some strawberry-scented massage oil in the... the They're like bedside drawer. Bedside drawer, yeah. So he then calls into the, this doctor's office and says, I'm doing a, a research project. In the summertime, at summer school. Oh, yeah, summer school. What, what kind of people come to see you? But he tells them, but we don't hear what it is. We no. just see Justin's face light up and go, oh, really? really? How interesting. And then he hangs up. So yes. that is still a dangling plot thread. And this movie is not Rip Girls. It does come into play. And we do learn about it. Not Speaking of binoculars yes. earlier. But oh, eventually Justin just gets too anxious about his trophy he hears from his brother, Seth, that old man Vic had stopped by. And we, we do see him, like, roll up. He's got a box in his hand. And, like, he's like, oh, your brother here? And they're like, no, he's not not here. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. he was going to hand the trophy or the box, whatever, to the to south but he just drives off and literally as he's driving off here comes Justin around it's the It's the same, like, time window as the people giving him money at the show. It's just like... Yeah immediately drives in so it's like he should know what van the van like, looks was, like was, was was that him was that him what do you want do you have a do you have a short and fat box or a long and skinny box and then i think he gets excited is, that it's a long and skinny box because his brother is just saying yup yeah yup seth nope. being a pretty yep. shitty brother yup nope 
So he gets anxious. So he's like, well, I'm going to go right to his house. I could wait, but I don't want to wait. So he goes to the front. He Seth, can't get well, up to his door. Seth, Seth asks him, they need to bring in groceries. And Seth asks him, oh, are you going to help me with groceries? And he's like halfway down the the down the street. And he's like, nope. Good. I'm, I'm glad we got it. I, I mean, it just shows he's not helping his brother out. It's just, it's making his brother hate yes. him even more. We'll get into it. Justin's not the best brother either. No. So he gets to Vic's house, but he can't get up to the door because there's some stairs in the way. So he starts chucking rocks at the house. And we thought he was going to break a window. A window. Too predictable. He does not break a window, but we'll see that he's going to break something. Some kind of glass. Because he wheels back behind Vic's house. Finds his garage where the, the bodies might be. Well, no, that's the, oh, shed. the shed. That's the shed. You're He's right. got a lot of places in his backyard. <laughs> so he goes into the garage, which is where the classic car is held, and yeah. he sees a box high up on a shelf. It says metal. It says yeah, like contains metal of some kind, and he says trophies are made of metal. It's yeah. It's I never got a trophy made of metal. <laughs> plastic. But you know, maybe for a car show, since they had yeah. all that money coming in, they yeah. could buy a good trophy. Yeah. So. He grabs a broom and starts trying Poking to knock the box. down, the and it's box. like six feet in the air. Yeah, it's very it's high up. out of his reach. It's kind of rocking the shelf it's on. The shelf's it's a little it. rickety, yeah. and lo and behold, timber falls down, hits the classic car, but also hits a, a lever, lever to a lift that was holding yeah. up the the car. So yeah. then the car rolls away into like some trash cans. We'd later see that it like the back, the bumpers is like trash. It's all smashed in and stuff. But we don't so get to see old man Vic's uh, uh, initial reaction right away. We just cut to another family court session. Everybody's yeah. in their wigs again. Yeah. Justin's the defendant, and he is found guilty. Yes. Guilty of what you may ask? Uh, being a bad person. No, of basically fucking up his car, so he does not get the trophy, and he is yeah. sentenced to work to pay off his debts with Vic. Yeah. And this is where I think I have in my notes that that the writers of this movie really want the parents to fuck. Or basically implies that they are, because we got that aggressive kiss at the beginning. Yes. We get the strawberry massage oil, which was like, we were already kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird in a kid's movie. <laughs> it's kind of like a DreamWorks that. thing of like, we're going to put this weird like sex joke that only the adults watching this. But then another one comes in. And then... They bring back up the strawberries where after dinner one night, mom's like, what about some strawberries? Or there was like, actually, no, yeah. it was another, even before that, th- like that comes later on. But it's like Yo. the dad's like, hey, the kids are gone. Yeah. Yep. Don't you want to stay? And she's like, no, I got to show some houses because I'm a realtor. It's been so long. She's like, I would love to. Yeah. And then later on, I'm just bringing them all up here so we don't forget any. Later yeah. on, we get after dinner one night, they're like. How about some strawberries? And they run upstairs. Yeah, and, and and I think Seth says something. Do they have strawberries in their bedroom? Why do they keep strawberries in the bedroom? And, and Justin's like, that's all. Or he says something like that. So like, you don't want to know. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> Please no. I mean, it's real life based on real life, you know, events. This happens, hey, you know. When you have a kid in your wheel, a wheelchair, you gotta, you know, you need stress relief. Wow. But also, you need to keep an eye on your kid in the wheelchair because he does bad stuff a lot. Yeah. And not just puking up slurpees on people. So, he's working for Vic. Has to do some chores to pay off the car. And he sees the aforementioned shed where he maybe or maybe does not keep bits of children that have been cut up inside of it. Yeah. And he's kind of looking around, 
says, oh, what's in the shed? And Vic says, it's private. Get Stay out. Don't go in there. No. So, wondering what's in the shed, who would better to ask than God? So, Justin goes to God. Always. But doesn't even really ask him necessarily about the sheds, which I thought he was going to. But then he's like, God, what's your plan for me? I don't think you have a plan for me. Uh, and then God's like, what makes you think I don't? Maybe I do. And then he's like, God, why haven't you solved famine and, like, death and stuff? And, and he gets pissed. God. Yeah, we hear, like, thunder and, like, lightning in the background. And Lucas has said something about, like, some atheist thing. He was, like, kind of, like... Well, it just seems he weird. He was right in the world It was already weird for them people. to, you know, personify or anthropomorphize God in this movie. Weirder yeah. still that it's in the form of a race car driver. Yes. And then weirder still... But reasonable that, like, hey, if I was in a wheelchair, maybe I would question my faith, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we're still for the character who is actively talking to God to be like, Ah, God, I think you're kind of fucking up. I think you could do better. <laughs> He's pissed, so Bobby Wade is not happy. So that kind of doesn't really go anywhere. And then it's back to Vic and Justin. They're working uh, around the house. The yeah. They're having a nice conversation. Vic's kind of asking him about what all of his medical issues are. I think he has cerebral palsy and some other stuff that, you know, just a whole bunch of rough stuff that, as we mentioned earlier, could shorten his lifespan considerably. Yeah. And it's a good conversation. Vic's like, I like you, kid. You're, you're good people. So Vic, deciding that he fully likes Justin, says, I'm going to leave you alone Keep working. I'm going to go drive off and get something. And Justin, not being a very good kid, immediately goes into the shed. shed. First thing we see, Bobby Wade poster. The same one Justin's got in his bedroom. The exact same. And he's like, wow, he likes racing too. Oh, it is. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, we see the poster. We see some trophies with cars on them. We see There is no Randy Moss poster. Do you need to mention that there is a Randy Moss poster in Justin and Seth's bedroom? Not in the the shed here. No. Vic, not a fan. (laughs) Vic's a fan of Michael Vic. (laughs) Wow. Uh, But, yeah, we see trophies. We see a box car or soapbox derby car, which is what the trophies are for. We see a picture of... A girl, a little girl, and woman, we soon will learn, are his wife and daughter. Yes. And he comes across, like, a a video or a film reel projector. He puts, like, a reel on it and starts playing in very, fairly good quality. It's projected on on a a bed sheet that, I guess, this is how Vic normally watches it. And we see it's his daughter racing along in some cars or something. Yeah. And then... Vic comes in and he's pissed. He's really mad. He says, get out! Get off my property! No. And I I, 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 I kind of just wanted him to just somehow just like, just throw Justin in his wheelchair out the door. Or just wheel him out, but... Like he, in Mac and Me he, when he, the he, kid's he, falling down the, the <laughs> hill in his wheelchair and then falls into a river. <laughs> he's letting Justin take his time to wheel on out of there. So well, that's, that's very considerate. Very thing. thoughtful. Because Justin is not very considerate. <laughs> no. that's, that's his private stuff. But despite getting yelled at, Justin is now inspired. He sees Soapbox Derby as it's something... It's the best thing ever. Oh, my God. It's something that he can do in, a, you know, being a paraplegic. Uh, and he tells his parents, and they're like, okay, sure, that sounds cool. But we're too busy to help you. How about you ask Vic? And he's like, uh-oh. Right, and he's I'm... like, yeah, okay, we can do that. And Luckily, his mother was making some cookies. Bring some cookies over to Vic as a peace offering. 
asks him to teach him about soapbox derby stuff and he says he'll think about it yeah and he ultimately ends up deciding to help them out so he goes to some local soapbox derby event because i guess back in this time those were happening everywhere you yeah could, you were just tripping over local soapbox derby well, I, I i looked i think the date the yoder one was in 1996 so it wasn't like you know in like the eighties or anything. So it was, it was this movie was made recently after they had know. real cars. <laughs> Why weren't they driving those? <laughs> so he's showing them around, going really technical into like details about like weight distribution of cars. Yeah, and, and he's like, okay, so you know, he's asking Justin, you know, how much do you weigh it? He's like, ooh, that's really good, seventy pounds. That gives us like a hundred and sixty more pounds to play around with. These cars can weigh, you know, two hundred pounds. So, man, we can put some weights in there, some distribution, get you really coasting. It's all about them one ten thousandths of a second. That's how much people went by. A lot of, a lot of information. Yeah. We thought we got, you know, a good little rundown about bowling. I've never, I, I knew nothing about soap. Well, I think that's probably racing. why they had to go a little bit more heavy because like, it's something that people know knows. bowling. People don't know soapbox I, I mean, derby. In, in regards to soapbox, you know, you and I did some of those uh, Pinewood Derby races. Yeah, and Cub you know, Scouts. And, and, and Cub Scouts. We, you know, I had a, an idea about you know where you'd put some weights on your car it was all about hollowing it out good yeah, weight so distribution it's, it's similar in concept just on a, a larger bigger scale. scale yeah and at this race justin meets a girl soapbox rival who sh- she'll become a rival of yeah his, i mean we, because we, of course and i want to be like this is based on a real event i want to know if, if justin did have this love connection so to speak I, I, that's what i thought it was going to turn into but justin, it doesn't yeah, it maybe doesn't. It did. It, it, no, it's no, it, fairly reserved. But at this point, I just was thinking it's funny. It's like, is he going to get a girlfriend out of this? And the right. real life Justin would be like, I didn't get a real girlfriend. <laughs> Why are you making my life seem so cool, Disney <laughs> Channel? But then Justin, at this event, keeps asking Vic questions and say like, "You're going to really help me out, right?" But Vic says, "No." All I, I said was, "I'm going to show you. Just show you. Get your little your toe your toes dipped in the water here." But after that, nothing. And then. That changes. Justin says, is it about your daughter? None of your business. Yeah, he's pissed. We get to see Justin and his dad struggling to build a car. Uh, soapbox car. Lots of struggle. They're, at one point, they're in the garage, and his dad's trying to, like, sand down the shell of the car or something. He puts his foot in a bucket. He almost falls and, like, sands off his face. Yeah, and one day Vic comes over to return the the box, the empty box of cookies, the cookie tin that he had, yeah, yeah. and sees them working, and basically decides to help them. What are you them. doing? That's not where that goes. You're doing it all wrong. Yeah, he basically just decides to help them because they're so bad. So, yeah. I'll show you how it's done. And we get to see that Seth is increasingly jealous yeah. of Justin yeah. because he's getting a ton of attention from his dad, and we know that Seth is a little peeved that his dad never makes it to his games because his dad's working all the time which he views as being because of justin to pay for them medical bills and he talks to his mom and says mom why are you why are you guys letting justin do this he's not even gonna win and no. then the mom says well we don't expect him to win we just want him to have fun which yes. is a good outlook and we get to see that seth's anxiety about his dad not caring enough about him is well-founded because he has another big game. This time it's a big baseball game. Yeah. And the dad doesn't end up making it. He promises. He scouts honors. The wife even has to tell him, you know, if you really got to show up for this one, bud. And he's scouts honor. He's got his three fingers up, hand on his heart. And he's 
Ross but he's too busy trying to figure out how to make a, a brake for Justin's soapbox car. Because yes. typically they use foot brakes. But obviously he can't do that. So he goes into his van as he's about to drive off to the, the baseball the game, game. And pulls the parking brake. And he's like, oh, cars have handbrakes. Yeah. And it's like, see, they have to set this up because people watching Disney Channel original movies are children they cannot drive so they don't know how cars work but any adult would not need to have an epiphany in his van to figure this out so i just thought that was kind of silly but then he runs back inside works the night away never comes to his well he comes to the game but it's one of those things where right as he's driving up then they shut off the lights and the field's dark lights are off and he he gets home and his wife's sitting in the chair pissed not offering him the nookie you know tonight and um, Seth's out in the garage. Yes. So Seth and Dad get to have a bit of a, a decom moment, but Seth's not receptive well, to it. Well, I mean, we, we almost thought he was going to walk in there, Seth just kicking or chopping up the the boxcar just to, you know, get rid of all those. You know, just, just get a little attention back on him. But he's not. He's just staring at the workbench. And it's some story about he's like, how I just want all the best for any of my sons. I want to be able to cheer for both of them. Yeah. But Seth's like, well... By wanting to cheer for both of us, it means you never cheer for me because you can't cheer for Justin, too. And it's like, dude, I can understand you being mad your dad doesn't come to your stuff, but you are being jealous of your brother who is in a wheelchair. Like, you should not want to have to trade places with him. He would definitely want to trade places with you. Well, and he does early in the movie. We see that. I said his brother is like his biggest fan, you know? Yeah, Justin is at least uh, an admiring uh, little brother, if not always the best brother either. So the next day, Justin has a test drive with Vic and his parents. But as he's going down the street, he crashes into a tree. And we learn that this is because the steering wires have been crossed. So it's not steering properly. And, and we're, we're meant to believe well, like Justin approaches his brother at, at home. And, you know, he's accusing him. He's like, you did it. You crossed I didn't the wire. Think, I, this is, again, similar to Rip Girls, where this was something I never would have gone to it being in a decom. That That's Seth dark. would sabotage it. But I am yeah, We do learn him. that it was actually the dad who screwed up, but this results in a huge blow up. Yes. Heavy shit alert because Justin's going off that you did this because you hate me, you're jealous of you're me. You're not mentally stable. Yeah, he's, he's like, says, What? What are you talking you're about? Crazy. And Seth's hanging out with all his friends, and Justin says, I know you go to a, a, a shrink. shrink. So I know there's something wrong with you. And Seth's like, Don't do this, Justin. And he's like, You're crazy. And Justin says, I want to beat your ass just like a regular brother would. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he starts going but off But I can't because you're in a wheelchair. Yeah. I hate you. I wish you could would die. I wish you were dead. So yeah. it's like, whoa. And I do feel compared to, I guess we haven't really had a ton of like sibling relationships in a lot of movies. Something goofy too happened, right? Wasn't it like a very goofy movie? Like, I was going to say, like, wasn't something like, like not so serious happen right after this? Like, you'd like, is it like a heaven scene maybe or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But thank you for interrupting. Yes. Well, I, I just, I just, you know, just wanted to make but sure. But I was saying, this is a fairly, I, I mean, I have two brothers. I feel like this is a realistic depiction of brothers where you are sometimes up and down. You're like them, but you know, yeah. it's not always easiest to get along. And this, Seemed like on both sides, both of them are being dicks in the situation, but it's a from yes. each person's point of view, it's a reasonable blow up for both of them. Fair. And yeah, if we get a cut away from this heavy stuff to another scene where Justin goes to talk to God, he's not. I'm like, this is gonna be goofy, 
that he's just going to this weird side thing. But God's not he's there. He's not there. It's God? Bobby Wade? Justin killed God. It's, it's a, just a big panel. There's nobody there. Just an empty, empty heaven. And then we get a big racing montage where the car is all set. He's doing yeah. well enough. He's not always winning these races, but we just he's get a bunch of He's getting better. Them. He's finishing the races, which is what he gets. He's, he's excited about. I finished. I finished the race. But a montage like this, you'd expect it to be some like triumphant, maybe even some like upbeat like rock music. But we get a kind of weird, Another sexy, weird sex, sex. We get like uh, a sexy slow jam hip hop song, <laughs> and it's weird. like, uh, what is happening? Doing this all R. Kelly crap off. It's one of those where it's like, is this like a, a Disney owned like girls group that they're trying to push? You know, putting their like single out there somewhere, right. as we got in like something like Smart House. Yeah. I don't know, but and what's never... important is he wins and is coming down to tri-state regionals, yeah. where it's his last chance to get a trophy for this season. Dad thinks he's going to win. He's really hyping it up. But Justin is getting one of his serious headaches. Yes. Big migraine. Not 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 like the thinking one. Like yes. this one, he's like starting to pass out already at the at the starting gate. and he's. But he goes through with the race and ends up crashing pretty badly. And, you know, it's a dummy that's yeah, showing no, the car. But yeah, it's, it, it's nuts. And, he, and, and he's, It's edited together well to see like a pretty hard crash. And, and, and he's in first like this whole time. Like they end up saying like he was like 90% of the way, you know, in first till the, the very end there. I mean, the whole time when these races probably last about 30 seconds. Yeah. I don't, and and <laughs> I, I thought he almost crossed, he crosses in front of the other driver. And I thought he almost, he like crossed like the finish line too as he did it. So I'm like, oh, at least he won out of this whole Well, deal. actually, yeah, that makes sense now. That, yeah, they can't cross over to the other person's lane. He's got to stay in lane two. And that's why he didn't win is because he would have gotten disqualified. Yeah. Because he does cross the finish line. Yeah. And then crashes. Yeah. So, yeah, no, like, he goes over the curb. and uh, What does he run into? Like, a a pole? I I don't know. Something. It's bad. Yeah. It's rough. accident. Uh, He does survive. We see him in the hospital. Yeah. Where he wakes up and sees Bobby Wade. God. Wouldn't well, you believe Bob, it? It is Bobby Wade. And he does say, God, God, am I in heaven? He's like, I've been called many things. You know, the Dale Earnhardt was known as the Intimidator. Richard Petty was known as the King. And he just kept kept going off on a couple other I'll drivers. I'll take God, but, but no, Bobby it's Wade. the real Bobby Wade. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a friend of Vic. And uh, Vic says you're a, a good down the stretch. This is based on a true story. But yeah. from what we were able to come up with, Bobby Wade is not a real person. So no. did did uh, Justin even own up to people like, yeah, I like talk to God all the time. Or is like this is some weird insert from Disney. That's... I feel like it probably has to be. Yeah. And then it's like, was Vic actually like a NASCAR mechanic at some time? Or is that just made up for this? Maybe too? he's not even really in Justin's life. Maybe it's just some... Uh... I, I all we see at the end of the movie spoilers we do see real pictures of Justin but we do not see his mom or dad I don't think at all no we don't Vic, see Vic no or Bobby Seth Wade. so we don't know any of what's no. true about this I'm assuming it's all true including the girlfriend character yes but um, what does come out of that scene is you know he's Bobby Wade's asking you know Justin how can I be a better driver and he picks up a bedpan well, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, is he actually getting advice or is he just trying to be like, make a wish kind of John Cena being like, how can I beat the big show in this right. upcoming match? So he's like, oh, you got to grip the, the steering wheel like, like not this. not that hard. You got to do it just like you're shaking somebody's which, hand. Which do soapbox, we don't even really see, I don't think, that if soapbox derby car is half a steering wheel. 
don't there think they show it to us. There is steering. They steer it somehow, but we don't know if it's, it's an well, actual it's, wheel. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's so why would he the... know about that? But yeah, he has a bedpan. And then I guess he leaves with the bedpan because Justin's parents come in and he says, I just talked to Bobby Wade. And then they're like, yeah, okay. You said a lot of crazy stuff. You know, your head. True. You got to drain the fluid out from your brain or whatever. And then for, and for whatever reason, he's like, yeah, use my bedpan. And then he's like, well, you're going to have to call the nurse. Yeah, it was also another DreamWorks like joke, joke where DreamWorks loves putting in poop jokes. Yeah. And then weird sex stuff for the parents. <laughs> So his parents stop by and they're just like, we're so glad you're safe and healthy-ish. Yeah. But we want to let you know you lost the race and we're fine with you continuing to race. But I think the dad was worried that he pressured him into winning because he's like, you're going to win the trophy. He's going to win. So they say, if you want to continue a soapbox, do it because you want to, not because you feel that we're pressuring you to do it. So they come home and... We got a little scene earlier where Seth was getting an answering machine message yes. from one of the Derby and he, he officials. Picks, he picks it up before the before the call's over. But we don't get to see the rest of the call. No. But the dad comes home, starts playing the message, and Seth's like, no, cut it off. And they're like, why? Uh, okay. The other driver had to drop out, so yeah. the winner of the regionals. So Seth, or uh, Justin, can go to nationals. And they're like, oh, that's great. And Seth's like, are you fucking kidding me? You want him to die? And I'm kind of with Seth that he's like, maybe this isn't safe. Maybe it's kind of too dangerous for Justin. Really, this could have, if Justin was doing anything when he had one of these headaches, something bad would have happened. It's not the soapbox derby. It was like a rough crash, but I can't see anything worse happening that wasn't already going to happen with this headache. But Seth, seeing his brother crash like that, kind of coming around towards being a better brother yeah so his dad tells him like hey it's okay we think this is really good for justin so they're gonna go uh so justin gets to drive they're about to leave the house and then vic rolls up in his classic red convertible nice old car and justin gets a ride in that with him to nationals and sticking with earlier where we had that really heavy scene between justin and seth and then almost a goofy scene with god afterwards we get another heavy scene or a uh, goofy scene followed by a heavy scene where we see Vic, there's some oldish, older lady, older lady pulling up in a blue convertible being like, winking, honking, yeah. being like, hey, how's it going? And Vic's like, ha I should have done this, this sooner. And it's just like, what is the, what are, why are the writers so fixated on these people's sex. like love and sex life? Yeah. Focus on Frankie. That's who's important. Frankie. But then right after that, he's like, yes, my daughter, she used to... And to... he's got a smile on his face. He's talking yeah. about this. He's all happy. It's like, yeah, my daughter died, you know, and and well, I have a know. swimming accident right before. Right yeah, it's weird. It's like week. you would think it was like a derby accident, but it's like, no, it was an unrelated swimming, swimming accident right before regionals or nationals yeah. or something. And he's like, my wife died a year later. Doctors said it was this and it was that, but I knew it was a broken heart. So I was left alone, and I just closed myself off from the world. I huddled up in the fetal position into a ball and just cried like a baby. And won't you know it, then you came into my life and ruined it all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Vic. <laughs> no, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Right? Yeah. So, kind of a nice moment. He was very happy. So they roll up to uh, <laughs> Nationals, and I guess Soapbox Derby Nationals seems to attract uh, some of the same... Fandom as Winnebago, some NASCAR. actual NASCAR. They got some all these campers. People are walking in droves. 
You know, there's some people with some tank tops and from what we can see, out. it's not even the first day of the race. Like they don't raise it till the next day. So like for fans to be there, it's like, what are they doing? But that's the NASCAR These are way. Nationals, baby, you nationals. Gotta, you camp out in the what's the area where like those? I he knows. Uh, he I, knows off the top of my head. He's a he's a big NAS head. <laughs> Car gear. I've been to a couple races. You'd have to ask Ricky. Ricky would know. I've been to a couple. Well, I, I have a post of well, Dale I mean, Earnhardt Jr. There's, there's the infield that they have at NASCAR tracks, you know, which is literally the infield that's inside of the track. But then, yeah, there's also, I don't know, just the, the riffraff, the parking lot. <laughs> what, like, that's kind of how it is where they do like tailgating, like in the massive, usually it's like a big field, you know. Maybe all these people are just walking from the field. So. One of the people they run into is the dad of another racer. Who but who, the racer, we know her. Yes, she's the, the girl rival from yes. earlier. And the dad, I guess, is like a former soapbox champion himself. And now is working with like his daughter. That's Vic, what like Vic was saying. Vic, Vic knows him. Yeah, he's known him. And he, when Justin and family are away, Justin's derby car which is kind of updated and now says just in time yes uh he like scopes that. it out looks under the hood we thought it was gonna maybe like you thought it i'm well, like I no. did. well why well, i i called it before he looked inside of it, and then here he goes he's looking at it and you know he's, yeah, he's gonna cut the brake wire huh peculiar he's yeah, taking he, notes i'm like they can't have fake sabotage and then real sabotage that's but why he, i but he did not to the car but he did try to sabotage justin he was just following the rules so we get to see the rules committee yes well actually before that they're in their hotel room and they're like having breakfast drinking sunny d and watching tv powdered donuts watching the nascar and they're watching tv where they see bobby wade and seth's like like, remember when you said you talked to bobby wade you dumb fuck he's like yeah what's he gonna use your advice justin and up here bobby wade is he's like yeah i learned something you know, I learned how to, you know, hold the wheel. And he's like, and he and thir- Justin, Justin's like, See, that's the advice I told him. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever, kid. But and the thing that is so stupid that Seth doesn't believe him is he's holding the a bedpan, bed which is what the he said to pan. his parents in the story. Yes. And the fact that he even still has it or he took it anyway, yeah. that's hospital property. I don't think Justin No. That. But then Seth's still like, yeah, okay. And then what's the name of the, the driver? Oh, he's a young up-and-coming rookie in the soapbox derby. Justin Yoder. Just in time, I call him. And if only Seth, who was eating a big bowl of milky <laughs> cereal, yeah, just like did a spit take. But no, spit takes are only for Justin puking up on baseball coaches. Yes, those so, <laughs> slurpees. Again, not that it's really uh, a big deal to point these out, but uh, a dangling plot thread that is tied up, unlike in Rip Girls. Yeah. Questions get answered here. Yes. But they're interrupted then, as they're eating breakfast, by somebody from the rules committee coming in to say, we've been tipped off that Justin is using a handbrake. And per the rules, I'll say it again, a dog can play basketball, but you can't use a handbrake. You have to use a footbrake. That's true. So... Like, what do you think? Our sons are crippled. He can't use no feet. They definitely do not say their son is crippled. (laughs) He refers to himself as crippled earlier in the movie. Well, and also the the girl rivals down. Like, Was that a crippled yeah, boy? Yeah. And like, uh, he's hand, he's yeah. disabled. Well, I think the daughter, yeah, the she daughter. She says he's like physically him. disabled. Yeah, the, the daughter corrects him, she so used, they're they're trying to send across a message that you know. 
People with disabilities are... Slam on the table. <laughs> people ja- with disabilities. Jacob is very passionate about disability access for people. Yes. Uh, so the family, obviously not happy about this, has a... They get to make their case in front of the whole rules committee. It's yeah. mom, dad, Vic, and Justin. Yes. And the rules committee is just... You know, they hear, it's like, you should make it accessible for everybody. And... It doesn't matter because they only break after the finish line, which is like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But but none of the guys on the committee are like they're all a bunch of this. old fuddy duddy white guys. Yeah, they're just they're not they're they're just like yeah, I think we've reached our our decision. And boom, here comes as they're um, raising their hands to vote. It comes in a uh, brother 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 Seth. Bear, brother Seth. Seth, um, the Egyptian god of death, and also the brother in this movie. Seth comes in. He's like, it's a know, really weird lead up. Where he's like, I think school's really important, don't you guys? Yeah, like the soapbox derby we think is really about education. Yeah, well, I got a good education. You want to know what I studied? <laughs> I learned about media pres or media <laughs> access, like media I'm access. <laughs> Which I'm like, uh, is that going to be like something to be like he learns that subtitles in movies or? I thought it was going to be some connection where you should be able to allow people... Like, and, 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 and as soon as he sees that, we start seeing lights flashing on in the background behind the tarp. And he's like, well, the last two hours, you know what I've been doing? I've been calling all the media outlets in the tri-state area. Which is like, what is this class? <laughs> How to call news, local news channel, like looking up a number, looking up their tip line or something? Right. And, and as, I would have aced that fucking class. He opens up this tarp, whatever. They're in a... Yeah, they're in a, a tent, tent pavilion thing. Yep, and dozens of, of reporters start coming and they're taking pictures of the guys. I don't know why you need to be taking pictures of them. They're not doing anything. They're just sitting there and just... There's like, well, it's there's more dramatic than <laughs> the scene video cameras come in. Yes. And then one of the old fighty duddies whispers to the other, somewhat for the, the decline of our education system. <laughs> so and weird. then there's the weirdest transition that is unlike anything in the movie where it's like they do a, uh, a camera shutter sound yeah. like so like or whatever and then it's like they took a picture of him but it's like in newsprint where it's like his picture fades yeah. being like cartoon the, or like black and white pixelated and then it's just that's one, it yeah no one of the old men yeah, yeah i said one of the of funny duddies yes the pictures of him and so it's unlike anything else in the movie and unlike anything else in the movie then we get a montage of uh frankie or justin racing but it's all from the perspective of seth filming from a camera yeah which you've never seen him film before we saw no. the mom in some scenes but now they love now he loves his brother he, and he's just hamming it up eh? saying a bunch of really dumb stuff and then he sees uh, at one point in the camera he sees justin looking over at that girl and he's like oh the the boy the cub has yeah. felt the fire in his loins <laughs> like, what is up with these writers <laughs> everybody's fair game for fucking <laughs> So that um, ends, and wouldn't you know it, it's going to come down to the final race in the finals. It's Justin versus the girl, who I yeah. don't remember her actual name. I don't even know if I'm sure we learned it, uh, but I don't remember. It's an inevitability. You, As soon as you saw this character, it's like they're probably going to be in like some final competition against one another. Yeah. But yeah. based on a true story or not... He wins the race. I assume he still won in real life, but he wins the race. Oh, yeah. He, he definitely wins. He's like the first handicap. And as uh, a fun Easter egg we saw at the end as we saw the real pictures of him is uh, the real Justin Yoder is actually one of the people in the audience for another one of the race scenes cheering. So that was yeah, kind of you know, cool. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that. But 
And actually, I should have mentioned that before the final race kicks off, Seth comes up to Justin and tells him, like, hey, I know I've been shitty, but, like, the truth is, I think you're amazing. You're my inspiration. You're my hero. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we need to get this race clear of the starting area. So then he leaves, and with that great motivation. That's all he's thinking. He's like, usually I'm, I'm thinking about the wind brushing against my helmet, this, that. But all I was thinking about was Seth's words. And then it just, it just keeps repeating yes. in his head. It made gravity work better for You're him. You're my inspiration. You're my inspiration. Yeah, and I said, it's like, this is some weird, like, <laughs> Seth ASMR. <laughs> You're my inspiration. Oh, my gosh. A little aside, we recently had a, a family camping reunion for my dad's side of the family. And you guys did ASMR. <laughs> oh. one, of the, one of my cousins who is, like, teenage was eating Pop Rocks and just had his mouth <laughs> open. And one of my other cousins, who's like 10 or 11, was just like, ASMR, ASMR. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no. Oh, no. I don't think that's ASMR. And also, no, I don't think you should know that. Because <laughs> I'll say it. People are like, ASMR, it's just for like, people like that tingly feeling. And it's like to help them fall asleep. But you want to know what that tingly feeling is? Uh, it's sex stuff. People, uh, <laughs> people like it because of that. Don't try to tell me any other uh, way about it. So that's why I was like, no, no, no ASMR at this campground. So he wins the race. Everybody's mobbing him. They give him the trophy. And if this was any other decom, we would have just had a freeze frame. He's holding the trophy. Did that's we get any freeze movie. frame this movie? Well, we got that weird like oh, on the fade to guy. newspaper print one. But yeah. beyond that, no. Yeah. So wow. decoms won us zero. So yeah, they they mob him, he gets the trophy, and no freeze frame. It's actually the cover of the movie ends up being like him with the trophy, so spoiler decal. But the final scene, it's another panning shot of the house. We see the dad outside playing shooting hoops. Playing some some b-ball lot by the hoop. With Seth. So Seth's getting the detention. the the detention. Seth probably deserves detention, but he's getting the attention. He's always wanted from his father. You yep. see Justin. He's looking through the window, happy about what he's seen. He yep. looks over at his trophy that's high up on the shelf, and out of his reach. And he pops a boner. Seems kind of weird. Not the the boner. That's natural. Yes. But uh, it being so high up that he can't yeah, bring he it, take it down and, and look it at it. Has his name on the but trophy. As he's looking at the trophy, it fades into another segment with God. And I don't really know what he was saying at this part, but it's you know kind of closing thoughts. Yeah. And for some reason, God's like, "Hey, want to have a peek at heaven?" So we see oh, not yes. we see not pearly gates, but more like Steel, steely gates, steely dams, yes. steely gates. Steel, instead of Saint Peter welcoming you in, it's <laughs> steely Dan at the steely <laughs> gates, and he opens up the gates, and we see that not just some people. The gr- Every Everybody. person in heaven is in a wheelchair that has angel wings Wing. on it. Not on them, on the wheelchair. On the wheelchair, so that's how they fly. They're they, flying around. They need to be in the wheelchair to They're fly. They're just constantly moving. That's all it is. Just a giant sky with people flying around in wheelchairs. And it's everybody, literally everybody we see. And you know at least what we've described as Disney Channel effects. It looks bad. It looks like some of like the, the animated cartoons in like Monty Python. <laughs> And those are meant to like kind of look bad and like unsettling, and that's what this looks like. And then Justin says, "Perfect, perfect." And that's that's the end. And that's after that we get to see the real pictures. Miracle in Lane Heaven of Dustin and yeah, Heaven and Lane too. Dustin, 
Justin. Justin. We see Justin, the real Justin. life Justin. We get yeah. little oh, yeah, details yeah, yeah. about him. Yeah. Where uh, that's when we see the photo from the handbreak that got developed. They the Justin break. The Justin break. Yeah. And yeah, cool real life story. Probably fictionalized in a lot of different ways. Well, yeah, we'll, th- we'll th- maybe reach out, you know, reach out and find out how much actually happened in his parents' <laughs> yeah. life that he was aware of. We'll get Justin Yoder to be at the beginning of this. Hey, this is Justin Yoder, and yeah. you're listening to a whole new podcast. Let's go. So, final thoughts. We won't forget him this week. We forgot him briefly last week, or two weeks ago for Rip Girls. Hey, we're on time again. Yes. Uh, but I think this was... I, like some of the other movies, like uh, Don't Look Under the Bed, like this could function as a real movie. A real like movie. I could have seen this being, you know, a real movie made in the 90s or early 2000s that could have yeah. gone to theaters. There was some fun goofiness to it that actually with like the family court stuff and God, and even oh, yeah, God it was, it was different. eventually it was... peters out towards the end because God briefly dies. Yeah. But it's some unique kind of stylistic flourishes and yeah. some turns that we weren't expecting Dealt with some heavy answers. Topics. Answers that we wanted, we finally got answers to. Yeah. Answers you know. to our questions. I, I don't think and I. I just felt that a lot of the relationships were believable, like the parents yeah. working hard and you know doing their best, and that making one of the sons frustrated, and the yeah. both brothers butting heads. I felt like it was fairly well written beyond the the weird like sexual undertones <laughs> to yeah. some of the scenes. So. Jacob. No, I mean, I'd have to have to agree with all those points. You know, I, I, I like the fact um, that it wasn't like most decoms surrounded around a relationship, or we didn't really hear any. Oh, she, she has at the very end say, you know, you're, you're pretty good for a rookie or something. She's like, and then he's like, you're pretty good for yeah, yourself. Rookie not the rookie of the part. Year. Not the rookie part, but you're still pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, it, it answered all most questions that I had, you know, other than goofy ones. But um, good movie, fulfilling in different aspects. And Frankie Muniz was very good in this. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Great acting. I mean I mean I, we said very Malcolm in the middle, but like that's his major role and he brought that over here and like, the, the narration was funny. Yeah. He was kind of a shitty kid at times, but it was very enjoyable. Yeah, for I, I mean, every actor and actress was did did a good job. There wasn't anybody's performance that stood out like eh, this yeah, is kind of cringy. Seth, Seth his brother was actually recognizable to me too. I couldn't say what he's in, but he's not as big of a star as Frankie Muniz. I, I, I was kind of hoping we'd see more of that girl's dad. Because the dad I, I'd recognize too in other movies. But I feel like he's like a bigger jerk in other movies. Like he didn't really have big of a, a role in this one. He just kind of... He did just, call the boy a cripple, so... He, he did that and he looked inside the car. But other than that, we didn't really... We see we saw him at the end, you know, like at the, the trophy. He shook, you know, he shook the hand of... Uh, of the dad. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, Frankie a, Muniz and Seth sport. were both well cast and well, well acted. Yeah. Now it's uh, back to life in the slow lane now that we're done with Miracle in Lane 2. But if you want to write in about how much more of a fast lane life yours is from ours, write us at aholenewpod at gmail.com. Like this email we got this week. We got this question. From the movies you've watched so far, which character or characters... Do you each find to be most similar to yourself? Oh, man. And that comes in from longtime listener and single episode contributor, Dustin. Wow. Do you know him? I, I don't know if I, I know him. Dustin. Sounds familiar. Well, maybe we'll have to make Dustin more than a one-time contributor. One-time appearance, but, yeah. Or he can just write us some good, good <clears throat> questions like this. Yeah. So, again, 
who do you most relate to in the decom so far? I've oh, had time no. to think about this, so yeah. I'll go first. Oh, golly. And I'd say for me, it's probably three-ish characters. Johnny Tsunami. No, Johnny not Johnny Tsunami. Tsunami. Uh, I would say, well, this kind of makes me wish that there we could make, like, you know how BuzzFeed has those personality quizzes yeah. you can make, or that yeah. you take, where it's like, which decom character are you? And I want one where no matter what, you just get Sweet Lou from <laughs> Alley Cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Sweet Lou or the, the the haunted bookshop owner in Under Wraps or something like that. But I'll say, coming from Can of Worms, probably the first character I related to most was Mike, who, as we know from the Barnabas the Dog Alien, is Mike Pillsbury, glorious by Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. I probably relate most to him just outright because kind of a nerdy guy, bit of an outcast, didn't always fit in, had some interactions with popular people. He's a bit more of an edgelord with me. He got the girl in the end. Yeah. Uh, he might have been from an, a, a different alien race. <laughs> But again, I was, you know, more related to like the social outcast and nerdy aspect of him. Not so much the, I accidentally gave Earth away to <laughs> all of these aliens. Well, that just makes me think, Can of Worms. That's a, that's a pretty good movie. I like Can of Worms. True. Uh, secondly, related to Can of Worms, we get one of our only recurring actors of Gilbert. And oh, that was not mine. Gilbert. Where, again, kind of nerdy. That's what uh, I was going to take the, from under wraps. Uh, the third wheel in two different movies. Yeah. Uh, so I can sometimes from, relate from to that. From under wraps and then also... Yeah, the third wheel to Mike and uh, whatever that girl's kind of name was. But then also I feel... I can't remember her name. The main character in Rip Girls. What was her name? Whatever her name was, I kind of also related to her feeling that she's kind of like more passive in the way she lives her life. Sydney, yes. I'm not as... Just kind of like quiet. Grabbing life by the horns all the time, yeah. putting myself out there. Yeah. Despite what this uh, this podcast may show, I'm not a very cool person. <laughs> and I don't know if this podcast shows that or not. But yeah, I can relate to having to take more risks and get out there and hit the big waves. But not in a Johnny Tsunami no, way. Johnny Tsunami way. All right, so you're free to say Gilbert as well. Or yeah, I mean, we I'm, can even expand it to uh, other decoms that maybe we haven't watched it that you remember. Oh man! Or no. you can just say, no, my head. "I'm the no, most really. like this character because I remember this character from as a kid." Well, I, I mean, kind of the same route you went, you know, with, with both Sydney and Gilbert. Kind of like you know, we're kind of we kind of have the same you know personality. We're kind of reserved, laid back a me little and, bit. Me and Jacob were just two peas in yeah, a pod. Just, Couldn't like, ask for it's like a mold. Two better friendly co-hosts, not best friends. Don't not, put that not, word in my no, mouth. No, not happening. I'm, I'm more like a Chaz Michaels. I feel like it's Chaz Anthony. Chaz Anthony. Chaz. I, I yes, I wish I could be Chaz Anthony. I didn't even want to say it as a joke because I'm not like uh, not Chaz Anthony. I don't remember his name. Who knows? But I think we all wish to be Chaz Anthony. Yes. Chaz Anthony is our spirit animal. So thank you, Dustin, for the great question. Thank you. And maybe that'll give people inspiration for other types of questions you can ask. And again, the email address is a whole new pod at gmail.com. Twitter account uh, is a whole new pod at all. uh, A whole new pod. A whole new pod at Twitter. A whole new pod, pod, all one word. (laughs) Jacob. Jacob underscore Telejohn, J-A-C-O-B underscore T-E-L-L-I-J-O-H-N. That was more, uh, tele- uh, 
not uh, intelligible. It was the opposite of intelligible. It oh. was easier to understand than what you normally do. Wow. So, uh, and like us on places where you can like us. Yeah. Uh, iTunes Spotify, or Apple give us Podcasts. Good reviews, write us. Yeah, write I got us, one of my us. cousins to follow us on Spotify. I'm nice. sure he hasn't listened to anything, but he might. Shout out to you if you're listening. Yeah. Shout out to anybody. Shout outs to shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, shout, uh, you're shouting out to my cousin, not just any generic person. Well, maybe listening. anybody. It, Everybody. Hey, you. Is anybody for, listening? Thanks for still listening. Write in if you're listening. Yeah. Comment, rate, subscribe. Hey, girl, the holy pod, big fan. I'm just letting you know I'm listening right now. All right, thanks. We need that. Thanks, Dustin. And that's 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 that, a that, that's a race. That's a that's a wrap. We waved the checker flag. Checker flag. Yes. We crashed after the finish line, but we still won the race. So, Tootin. well, maybe we actually, maybe I shouldn't say we did crash. That could all depend on Yikes. our good friend Jacob's final words. Will we crash or not? Will we win Best Picture for the movie oh, Crash man. that most people did not like very much? Crash Bandicoot. Is that what you want? I guess. Boobadaba. That's, that's the that's what that's... the mask says. Oh. Somebody stop me! Oh, God. Samoka! <laughs>